Hello and good afternoon to a, well, let's face it, a long and completely overdue uh, edition to the Morning Star Journal. My name is Tariq, and it's been such a long time, I guess we need to go over this uh, one more time. Uh, so basically, this is a podcast that I kind of started and still keep going for a little bit, where I take a few moments to talk about, you know, just random things here and there. It could be books, movies, TV shows, uh, comics, um, just about anything and everything that just comes up in my mind and things I just want to talk about and share and if you've been, uh, I don't even think if you've been living under a rock, you know what's going on. But the world has uh, definitely taken a weird turn. I won't say for better or worse. It's definitely rough for a lot of people, but um, it's definitely taken a turn. And it's going to be a lot of adjustments. And I've had to go through a little bit, luckily not as much as some but uh, there have been some um, changes I've had to make and I'm still trying to adjust and make them. And this is part of it. Uh, I was trying to do this um, at least every week. Then it turned every month and then it turns to when I can. And I must say, when I started looking at the views and of people, or actually listens, I guess, because you can't really view an audio file. Though I am watching the numbers and waves, so maybe you can view it. But anyway, um, I started to get a little bit discouraged, so I kind of scaled back on it. And then with the whole, um, you know, COVID happening and having to stay indoors and or at least recommended you stay indoors. And then some places are open, but you have to wear a mask and other places aren't or some people aren't, um, you know, adjourned to that and it's just gotten wild and we're not mentioning all the other things that are happening um because the last time i did this podcast was probably somewhere around ooh, i think it was april uh, like mid or late april and wow in just four months there's been a whole lot of craziness going on um luckily where i am hasn't affected too much um and hopefully it can stay that way at least for a little bit but the way this year is going who knows but um i did want to take this this is a more or less a impromptu uh podcast it's, i'm not really going to go into too much detail on a few things even though um since then i've actually have had a chance to read quite a few um, remarkable books. Um, a new uh, book from the Raven Shadow series by Anthony Ryan. Um, Black Song actually came out, and I read that, and I really liked it, really enjoyed it. Um, that's part of a kind of duology with the other book that came out. I'll definitely talk about that. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Stephanie, she recommended a book series, Echoes of Fate, I believe it's called. Um, and I've read six of those books. There's actually a total of them. There's, there's nine supposed to be coming out. And I've read six. 
they're kind of like split up in trilogies. So I've read the first two trilogies. The seventh book is out. The eighth is about to come out, but not yet. So I was going to try to wait till the ninth book is out, but I may just wait till the eighth is out and just read seven and eight and wait for the last one. Even though the way the book series was, I was, um, I was glad that I was able to read each one back to back because a lot of times the way the author leaves a certain book, um, you really want to see what happens next. Um, so is that there's been several different uh, Netflix series and um, other series that I've watched that have come to it and that I definitely want to discuss and talk about, um, especially Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which actually just uh, had its final episode for the series. Now, um, the way it leaves off, of course, it's not you know, a permanent end or anything, but at least for these showrunners and possibly these actors, it is an end for their series, but I definitely want to go over the series as a whole because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, is a really remarkable show, but anyway, the real reason I want to get into this is because I wanted to make this, it's not going to be long, it's probably going to be real quick, it's probably going to be one of my shortest uh, podcasts I've done in a long time, because uh, I don't have a set topic I want to go into, but I just wanted to just, um, <laughs> see this is what happens when I don't write anything down, I, everything's just jumbled, but the main point is that this whole being like stuck in doors and not really going out too much and I don't really have too many places that I would go out normally, um, other than maybe to restaurant every so often or to the movies, and those are practically closed. Um, it's really hit me uh, very hard as far as, you know, trying to uh, stay sane in a sense. Like I said, I know that I'm kind of like in the... Um, uh, one of the lucky ones is that I've had to deal with anything real serious ever since um, this whole pandemic really started. But I, but it has been affecting me. And even though I haven't really told too many people about it, you know, it, it has been tough and trying to stay sane when I'm practically all alone. And um, I never thought about how much it was good to actually talk to people even at work before. So yeah, I do apologize that this is going to be a little bit more um, inside baseball, a little bit more insightful than most, but I just wanted to take an opportunity to really just get my thoughts out there and just take a moment and try to get back into it. And that's another part of what this is, is that I really enjoyed talking about different stuff. I enjoy talking about the things I've read that I've enjoyed that I've either written or played or things like that. And not being able to even just talk about it a little bit has been kind of tough because, you know, when you just kind of talk about vacuum, you know, there's, there's nothing there. There's nothing to bounce back on. There's nothing to feed on to build upon and that's what I'm hoping this is that at the very least I know this goes out there and you know whether it's 
uh, two people, or if I'm lucky enough, maybe even 200 people will listen, and at least get some kind of feedback to know that this is just going out there. So, and plus mentally, it just helps me just have something to do or something else to work on. So, I think a lot, I think what I'm going to really talk about today are just things that I've done to try to, you know, get back into things and, um, you know, keep myself sane and hope that some of these things can help you if you're, you know, in a similar situation where you've been, you know, stuck for a while, you're, you know, either maybe you're working from home or unfortunately maybe you may not have a job and you're still looking or waiting for employment and you just need things to kind of stay busy, you know, you, um, if you're, you know, depending on your family situation or if you're roommates with people or whomever, whatever your style style is, maybe these things might help or help those you're with. So um, one of the things I'm actually going to uh, pick back on, not just uh, playing as far as bass. I mentioned before that I do play and I've actually played a couple of times on this podcast, a few uh, things here and there, is that I'm actually going to get back into the actual book and learning. So a lot of times when I was playing, when I was playing on bass, um, I was learning different songs. And there's a couple sites I found that actually provide the bass tabs. And I am doing uh, kind of these Zoom call lessons with uh, my instructor, which are decent, but I don't know, just kind of lacks that uh, connectivity that you have when you're actually with somebody um, especially when you're playing an instrument. I know a lot of people do it, and a lot of people enjoy it, but I don't know. Just for me, it's kind of like I enjoy, for instance, I enjoy reading on a tablet for the convenience sake, but I do also appreciate having the physical book in your hand or on your shelf. I appreciate the kind of feel to that. And it's kind of like that in which I do appreciate the convenience and the accessibility of doing a Zoom call lesson, uh, as far as a music lesson. But something about the tactile, just having the connectivity of being in the same room with somebody when you're playing, where you can ask things on the fly, you can hear um, tone, or you can, you know, clearly see uh, the other person's kind of finger and styles, or where they're um, having trouble, or be able to easily write something down where they can see it. It's just not there for, you know, Zoom calls. I mean, and honestly, it never will be because there is that level of disconnectivity that's always going to be there to me. And, you know, for some people it's negligible and some people it's great. So right now it's not too bad, but I don't know, it's kind of tough. But getting back to what I was talking about is that I've... um, been doing a lot of kind of just playing different songs and different melodies and learning different bass lines, but I realized that I've been kind of slacking on my actual note reading and um, and actual just basic techniques, and that's what I'm going to get back into. So I still have my Base, base Methods book, which I still haven't gone through it completely, and that's, you know, on me for kind of slacking off on it, and that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to actually go back in. I might actually just start from lesson one 
and uh, just kind of go and just completely go through it. And I was going to start going through all the lessons and kind of reorient myself. And I'll still kind of on my lessons with the instructor, I may just you still use that to learn different songs. But I'm going to spend a little bit more of my free time, which right now a lot of us have an unfortunate abundance of and use that to actually get back into the books and just better orient myself with the basics. Um, so that's been one I mentioned earlier that I've read like several amazing books and I can't wait to talk about, um, a lot of them because some, um, the echoes one especially was kind of written is being written by kind of a modern, a more modern author and you can tell, uh, or at least I can tell, like a lot of inspirations that he calls from, like to the point where, like I know, it, I can almost picture exactly either what the author was either thinking or watching when he came up with certain scenarios or characters or situations or endings. It's like I know exactly what you were kind of. I, I mean, I can. With a high probability, I can guess what you were thinking. And I would recommend maybe that. Like every so often, you know, read a book. Um, Amazon has just a plethora of, you know, different authors and um, different styles and different books you can read all through the convenience of the Kindle. So that's not even, you know, having to leave. And not only Kindles, like if you have, um, if I remember correctly, if you have like a library card and library access, um, most of your local libraries have um, kind of like these online libraries that it can you can access with your library cards and get books there for free. So I, that's another thing that has actually kept me going for the most part, or at least kept me um, moderately sane, is um, reading and reading books that I've really enjoyed and have fun with. Um, another one that I've kind of been looking or trying to get back into doing is doing a little bit of creative writing. And the one that I decided to kind of tackle or to kind of have a little bit of fun with is um, everyone's kind of or at least um, a lot of, uh, I'll say, uh, pop culture's uh, favorite punching bags is the current Star Wars show, or the new Star Wars show, your Disney Star Wars show, as you call Now, we're not going to get into um, the good and the bad and the ugly on any of it right here. Um, I have my own personal thoughts. Um, speaking of which, the Mandalorian, which I still love, uh, that season should be coming out soon. And I can't remember if I, I'll have to check if I did a full episode on how I thought about the whole series in general, but I know the second season will be coming out soon. And I think once the first trailer for season two comes out i might try to bring out a episode dedicated to the first season of mandalorian so if you haven't watched it or haven't caught up i can kind of give you like my um highlights and um wishes and uh even if you depend on how the trailer goes um speculations on where the second season so um if you haven't uh, started or haven't gotten started definitely watch it but getting back to what i was talking about so there's been, of course, a lot of talk on 
how the trilogy ended and you've seen um, different articles, some praising Star Wars, some bashing Star Wars. And I decided to take my hand and just try to do, uh, let's just say a little creative editing. So this is more or less like a fan fiction. And um, I really hope that, and there's another thing that I want to try to spend some time on, is I want to get back into things that I always said like I didn't have time for because I had to work or I had to, you know, I would be um, at the office for most of the day or when I got home I was too tired to do. Well, I'm home and I can't really say I'm too tired to do anything because when I wake up, the only thing I'm doing is going downstairs and turn on my computer and kind of working from, you know, working from home. So this gives me a perfect excuse to start um, exploring those other things that I always said I wanted to do anyway and so one of them like I said is like this creative almost in this case uh, creative editing so um, I know a lot of people can just jump into and just start creating stuff I have a good friend um, David who wrote um, a book a while back um, even though I say a while back is only I think about um, a year two years ago that he wrote his first book and um, you know, he came up with, you know, this entire book series. Uh, a lot of it, you know, I know he was inspired, inspired by certain things, but a lot of it was, you know, his own um, experiences and um, his own imagination. And if you can do that, that's a great. But if you ever have trouble with kind of, you know, trying to come up with, you know, a brand new idea, then, you know, start with something you know and then maybe change it, edit it. Um, you know, meld it with something else. Like take two different, um, maybe, you know, start off with a movie concept and your favorite TV show. And if they're completely different, do, you know, try to merge them into two. Like either by maybe merging the antagonist or maybe, you know, throw the antagonist from one into the situation the other, you know. I think, you know, doing things like that can help, you know, create a process. And, you know, if you start there, maybe you can eventually um, evolve into creating something um, brand new on your own. So my start off process is to uh, change or at least remake Star Wars Force Awakens. Um, so the whole purpose of this was is that I, in my opinion, um, I feel that's the main drawback of Star Wars Force Awakens, Star Wars just in general, was that it didn't seem like they had a clear goal for these three movies. Now, you can, sometimes that works, where you can have, you know, several movies in a series and they don't, they're not connected or you don't have to, you know, every um, director has to be on the same page, but when you're dealing with, um, especially like things like Star Wars, same thing that happened with the Marvel movies and then also um, Harry Potter, if you think about it, it's better when you have this kind of like full page of what you want to do. And especially if they're going to be linked like this, to have those threads that, you know, start in one movie, expand on the next one, and then come to fruition in the third one. I think that that's what people like to see. Now, it's different with, like, let's say, 
DC movies, for instance, a lot of those can work on their own because a lot of the heroes and even the villains in that universe, at least the way the movies go, um, they operate in their own world. And then they're only tangentially um, known by other things. Like maybe they know this person, but they don't... um, But like the situation, they can actually stand on their own. But if you want to be... And that's good for single movies. But if you want to tell this like long, expansive series of movies, then it is good to have them all connect and have certain threads and, you know, be similar. One of the biggest problems I've supposedly have heard from Marvel movies is that they all feel the same, that they, they're all, like, so similar and the directors don't have as much freedom. Well, that may be true for a lot of the Marvel movies, but at the same time, because they're the same and because they're so similar... You can connect them and you can watch a string of them and know that, yeah, this is one entire universe. This is a, you know, an expanding place where, yes, in uh, California um, or New York, it kind of varies with Iron Man, but um, you can tell that he's, you know, dealing with um, this situation, but in Washington, D.C., uh, Captain America is, you know, dealing with this, but then over in Africa, Black Panther's got a coup going on, but then out in space, the Guardians of the Galaxy are um, <laughs> taking a job, and then all of a sudden, in Infinity War, Thanos just manages to bring them all together, and it works because they have that similar feel to them. They have that you know, familiarity with all of them that when they are brought together, you're not thrown too much. But anyway, before I um, go off on too many tangents, like I said, this is a kind of rough draft of my kind of remake. Now, this isn't like, um, I haven't written this story yet, but this is just mainly points that I just wanted to uh, change or update. In The Force Awakens, that I think would have been, you know, fun or beneficial. But I would say at the very at the very least, these are just things that I personally would have liked to see, and which would have been fun. So the first part, um, and this is for this is, uh, of course, this will be a lot of spoilers for Force Awakens. So if you haven't seen it, you know, the, you may not understand it. But if you, um, and then also if you haven't seen it by now. I don't think you're going to want to see it because you would have seen it by now if you wanted to. Plus, I think it also made like almost $2 billion. So pretty safe to share anyone who listens to my podcast probably has watched it a couple of times. But anyway, um, when we start off, I don't know. I I would probably have less quips for Poe when... um, uh, Kylo, when he shows up and fights Kylo, like, I don't know, like, I, I like the strong, like, kind of soldier, and I think the, the comic relief of him can play off better with other characters instead of having him be so quippy in the beginning, so I kind of would want him to be a little bit less quippy than, um, than he was portrayed in the beginning, um, I'd even have when Kylo freezes the ba- blaster bolt, he actually force pulls and kind of 
torturous him with it. Like, actually kind of holds him real close to that same blaster bolt just to show off his power. Um... And I still have it that uh, one of the stormtrooper dies and puts a hand on Finn, but right before they're right as they're rounding up, uh, Finn would talk with a couple of other troopers about the one that they lost, and like just just before they can really start getting into it, they kind of you know mention like you know FN whatever you know the other one that was killed uh, before they can really get into it Phasma kind of you know blocks them and says hey line line them up so they start lining them up um, and then when they all fire I would actually have Phasma part of the firing squad not just watch from afar I, I, I would prefer Phasma to be more active in it and and not only have Phasma be part of it, but also Finn's team kind of hesitates. Finn more. Finn actually doesn't do it. And you see glimpses of it, but then the rest of the team maybe notice Phasma faster than Finn do, and they actually also engage in firing on the um, prisoners. But Finn, of course, keeps, you know, uh, you know stops with the blaster. And then as Phasma notices it, Finn's team actually will try to help him with the explanation. Where Finn starts to stutter a little bit, um, you know, they'll mention it must have been a malfunction. He was hit, you know, when um, our other guy was hit from the, um, from the Rebel, Finn's blaster may have been, you know, damaged as well. And kind of Phasma just you know, kind of leaves it and just says, you know, tell them to get back aboard the ship. Um, once they all go back to the ship, you know, and they have, and um, they take, and they're about to take Finn, and the rest of the team takes Finn. Phasma actually, sorry, when the rest of the team takes Poe, uh, Phasma actually pulls Finn aside and Let's him know that, um, you know, we've noticed, uh, we've noticed a few discrepancy in you. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reassign you back to home base for correction. Uh, you'll leave in such and such hours. Um, when he, when Finn meets back up with his team after they've already, uh, put Poe, he lets them know that they're going back to um, home base, that he's being reassigned to home base. And they know what it really means. And they know that people, they've heard rumors that everyone who's ever sent back to home base has never seen their squad again. So they don't know if that means that it, at best he's being reassigned but at worst, they they really don't know what's going to happen to them. Um, but they decide to make this quick plan. And I haven't decided why on just yet. But it's almost like you can tell that they are... Okay, so kind of long story short. This is to set up the force sensitivity that's happening within 
the stormtrooper ranks. Now, this would be different than full-on force, like with Rey later, where we're going to see that there are troopers because of um, how they've done this intense training and, you know, they've been taking these... um, taking these people as children and reconditioning them, that this is part of the Force Awakens, is that it is awakening in small portions in these groups, and they're they're able to um, ignore or even fully kind of um, go against their training. And their squad wants to help Finn escape, but they can't leave because then you know, they'll be captured too. You can't all get out. But if Finn escapes by himself, then, you know, he'll have a chance, he'll have a better chance. Um, And they can kind of, you know, do what they can to help him get out. And they decide to use Poe as kind of their, uh, kind of as Finn's escape vessel. Now, I, I would like to see that they don't, and they all don't like Poe. Even Finn doesn't like Poe because he killed one of their own men. So I want there to be that kind of animosity between Finn and Poe. And also just Poe is a means to an end. Like, they want to just use Poe. They're not trying to help Poe get back to rebellion, more or less, or the resistance. They're just wanting to use Poe as a vessel to get Finn away. Um, and so, you know, they tell them where, you know, where to go in here and we'll kind of leave a few things open, but after that you're on your own. We'll try to make sure we're not there, but that's going to be the best. We have to come after you. We're coming after you. And he's like, you know, that's, that's how it's got to be. Um, and I would still have the Pope and scene to make their escape um, they have a back and forth, but it's still one of those that he just doesn't, you know, Finn just doesn't trust Poe too much. Poe isn't too trusting of Finn. After all, he is a storm, a stormtrooper, and they've been known to, you know, be these kind of, um, you know, so, you know, just robotic soldiers almost might as well be droids. Um, but they do spark a little bit of a conversation. He calls him Finn, even though, uh, Finn doesn't like that, that you're just like, oh, you're just taking my, you know, part of my name. You know, I don't know if that's really my name or not. I was like, well, I can't call you by your, I'm not calling you by your designation. So it's going to be Finn. You know, it's like, oh, come on. You know, and that's when they get shot down, whatever. Then we go to Ray and I think Ray's scene, everything that shows in Ray's scene, I think is, is great. And it just keeps as is. Um, the way they show her scavenging around this uh, Star Destroyer. She's jumping from place to place, getting parts. Using the skiff to, you know, go down to the speeder. Or to her, yeah, to her speeder. And then, you know, taking it and cleaning it. I think that all stays exactly the same. Even her run-in with BB-8, I think, still works. So nothing I would change there. And if you're noticing, I'm really changing... Just the Poe-Finn dynamic and just how much lines they have just to give them all just like this kind of more urgency. So I'd say um, the crash land happens the same way. Finn escapes the crash, but he doesn't see Poe. And 
he kind of like doesn't he's sad but he doesn't really care as much he's like eh, well you know you know he wasn't a bad guy but at the same time he's not too heartbroken about it but he's like well i guess i'll still kind of you know at least i'll help you know maybe i'll go to you know uh, you know a local area try to get try to get myself off planet at this point and I do want Finn to still be thinking kind of of himself because he needs all these characters. You need to have them grow. You can't have them be either this perfect thing or this certain stereotype at the beginning and have them stay. If you want, you know, people to really respond to them, you have to see them. They start out for a certain way, but then they grow into something else. Whether it be for good or for evil, you see a growth, you see a change. And so Finn's is more or less that he is looking out, you know, for himself for the most part. Um, he has a strong... Um, he is basically my, my, my idea for Finn is that he's a, he's a strong team player and he works great on a team once he trusts the team. But if he's not, but you're not on your team, then you're kind of like expendable. You're kind of like this enemy. And that's how we see his Poe right now. He hasn't quite on his team. He's more or less just an asset right now. And then in the, in the progression of the series, we'll see Poe and Finn turn into this instead of him looking at uh, Poe as this asset, looking at him as a part of it, like actual part of his team. Uh, so still have it where Finn finds kind of Ray sees BB-8. And once he sees BB-8, he remembers what Poe told him about, like why he's going, why he's heading back to the planet, you know, and that, because that whole conversation still pretty much happens. And he kind of figures, okay, well, I can use this and use this person to, I can use, I can use this to get off planet and she's not going to leave without the droid. So I'll just play along for her. And so he'll also say, yeah, I'm with resistance. Um, and the attack still happens the same way. I actually really liked it. I enjoyed, even though people, I think, some people groaned on it, I was thrilled. The second time, when you actually see the Falcon in the back, like, there's a, there's a split second when they're running, and they pan over to the quad jumper ship. You could kind of see the Falcon in the side. And I couldn't quite make it out before. Um, so the first time I watched it, it's just like, oh, they run through this field. Okay, we're going to get on the ship, and this is whatever ship. It blows up. It's like, okay, we'll take the hunk of junk. And, of course, it ends up being the Falcon, which was I thought was a cool reveal. Um, and you can actually see it. You can see the Falcon in the corner, and then, you know, when they turn to it. It's cheesy, but you know what? I like it, so we're going to leave that in there. Um, so back on... The first order ship, we get Phasma again, and that's another one that not only am I trying to give Finn and Poe more dialogue here and there, but I also want Phasma to have more dialogue. And Phasma actually talks with I'm calling them Sigma Squad, and and she talks to Sigma Squad about the escape because Sigma Squad is the squad that Finn was from, but also the squad that took Poe to his um uh cell 
and she's questioning about, you know, you know, you, you lost a trooper, one of your troopers defied us and helped us help a prisoner escape that you were in charge of before. before and then they try to give the excuse, well, you know, we were taken off duty because, you know, we had to be debriefed for what happened on the ground. And Rasmus kind of slightly satisfied, but you know, it's like, you know, you're, you know, your whole squad is going to be, um, your whole squad is going to transport. We need you back at the, um, we need you back at the home. Uh, you know, we need you back at the home base, and you know, show kind of what this. You know, you'll be lucky if you get detention duty. Um, and she'll be like, you know, you'll you'll be lucky if you get detention duty for the full rotation or whatever. Um, then we'll then we see her talk with. Go to Kylo and Hux, giving her, you know, the full breakdown. Okay, here, this is Finn, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then here's what we glean. And then Kyle, like, this is what I gleaned from uh, Poe about here, you know, BB-8, whatever. Well, we did register a crash um, shuttle, but Finn was the only one that we actually spotted. So there's going to assume that Poe actually died. So we'll just put out a... Um, I'm going to call it APB, but, you know, whatever in the Star Wars universe. We're going to put out this APB for Finn, the BB-8 droid, and this mysterious uh, girl that we spotted with Finn during the encounter, you know. Um, and, oh, and before that, so one of the big things I think they messed up on before that was that when, when, when Kylo looks at looks in Finn's direction, he kind of halts for a while in the very beginning before he moves on. I think that that should have been a clear sign that Finn was Force-sensitive, which means, what my opinion means, that he can't use the Force like, let's say, a Jedi Knight, but he has, you know, intuitive in, in, intuition abilities. He can maybe feel things if they're strong emotions, and um, and that's what may and and I would also say that that's why his entire crew or his uh, Sigma squad were force sensitive, and what made them better was the fact that because they were force sensitive, they were able to feel each other's movements and actually work as one. So that that would be like my difference between a Jedi Knight would be like the one that can go like one handed into like. Uh, entire battalion and take them all out while force sensitives would be able to kind of work together and you know be uh, kind of like a better squad in a sense um, so they do the same thing where they um, they're on the Falcon they're about to leave and as they're you know they kind of and I would actually show them at least attempt to do a quick hyper jump um but it doesn't last too long it doesn't it's actually really short it's enough for them to get out of the system for the most part because having them so close it's like yeah why didn't you know the the sargator is just right out in space you mean they didn't notice a ship out of this junk planet of jakku where it's only like 
a couple of ships are leaving at a time. They notice that this one is going uh, completely away from them. They didn't think to scan that one. But anyway, uh, let's say it makes a quick jump, and then that's when it gets picked up, and that's when it's picked up by the other scavenger ship, and it's Han and Chewie. And they take them aboard, and when they take them aboard, I would say have the crew, have them with a crew there. So when in the movie you had the two kind of like gang show up, I would have them actually already there. And Han has been trying to, you know, negotiate, you know, he's, he, he's been working with them to get these things for some random warlord, and he's had to kind of convince them to work together, but they're still shady. And then when he sees, you know, BB-8 and the rest of them, he kind of like, he gets to know the girl, whatever. And they're touring the ship. And then while they're touring the ship, one of the other crew members finds out about the uh, First Order and the reward they put out. So then word starts to spread around the crew. Hey, you know, these people that they picked up, you know, they're, you know, they're wanted by the First Order and they're going to give us like a bunch of money. He's like, man, forget that. If we, ha- if they know we have them and we don't tell them, they'll destroy us off. They'll, you know, they'll blow us out of the sky or, you know, out of space. Um, and so that's when, and of course, um, Chewie hears about it, tries to get back to Han in time, but then they're all confronted. And then you have the fun, you know, um, they're trying to get away from these guys and, you know, they let loose the animals and this fun escape. So it, it kind of starts off with this, you know, like I said, the crews are, you know, all the crews are there. And then they're just, you know, they turn on Han and Chewie and the rest of them. And they have to make their escape. Um, so I'd say like during, and then, you know, during the escape and the meal, um, I think Finn and Ray have this kind of connection with each other. They can't explain it. But it makes him feel more comfortable, more comfortable than he was with Poe. And when he fights, when he fought with her, as far as when they were escaping, while they were on the Falcon, and then while they're there, he starts fight. He starts kind of not mimicking her, but able to compliment her moves. And they seem to fight well, and he's reminded of his team. So to kind of show you that a Force sensitive could work with a fully formed, you know, Jedi, or at least to show, sorry, we're not saying that she's fully formed Jedi yet, but at least that she may be also Force sensitive. Um, and then, of course, they make their mad escape, and then they get off the ship. And that's as far as I've gotten so far. So you can kind of see where I'm going with this is that. You know, my my ideal plot is that they don't sideline Finn like they did. They at least have him be a Force-sensitive. Maybe not have him be the full Jedi that Greg ends up being, but at least have him be Force-sensitive enough to be able to kind of sense the Force and be able to help him use it. And the reason why I was going to have um, the big thing I was having the uh, his Sigma squad is that in... Rise of Skywalker, which, on another note, I think swap those two movies. Have the second movie called The Rise of Skywalker. Have the third movie called Last Jedi. But anyway. um, In the third movie, when they meet Jana, 
I would have it that Jana was actually part of Sigma Squad, and she was actually one of the people on her squad from the beginning, and she saw the the destruction that the First Order did, the um, uh, and then, you know, a couple of things that I would say um, happened in the second movie, that she and the rest of the squad that was left, plus other troopers who started exhibiting the same thing, they start to um, form a faction enough that they just leave. That they kind of, you know, you know, the first order is going to get them all killed. You know, they can't, they can't be subtle about this. They just have to go. So that was going to be my kind of, you know, retcon slash um, reboot of the series. But anyway, this actually went on longer than I thought. Um, but anyway, the main thing about this is that I think you need to be creative you need to express yourself especially in these crazy times that we're all just kind of locked up and in our own space you need to um, release that somehow and the main thing is is that we need to be safe we're in a crazy unprecedented time right now and no matter what anybody says this is um this is all new this isn't um, this hasn't been done before. This hasn't, you know, this isn't like a similar situation. This is a crazy new situation that we're all trying to get the best of. And the best I can say is that you have to do what you can to remain safe. You have to do what you can to remain healthy and remain um, active, both physically and mentally. And I'm going to try to do the same. Uh, thank you for listening. All means, if you ever have uh, questions, you want to tell me how my uh, fan fiction is the worst thing you ever heard, or maybe even updates, or maybe want to listen to uh, the rest of the movie, because, like, again, this only goes up to um, the escape with Han, Chewie, uh, Ray, Finn, and BB 8. Uh, but if you want to listen to the rest of it, and um, maybe one day I can actually figure out or get an animator I can you know put it together just let me know um again thank you and have a great day peace